And hello everybody. So, before we begin, I just want to say that this is just the highlights. This is not the actual recording. If you want to see the actual raw recording and all that, I can post it on here later on. In a far later stage. Uh, likely after I'm done with all the interviews. Or, I can put it on another channel. Either way, if I can, I'm going to be giving it to the person who I do the interview with, because it's their interview with me. Um, so go check them out if you want the actual footage before it gets posted on here. In fact, even if it's on here already, go check them out anyways, because they're, they're good at what they do. Go check out their footage, because I'm interviewing them for a reason. I'm interviewing them because they're actually good at what they do. And frankly, I find that they actually care about the people that everything goes on for that they give their content to, their product, whatever it is. And usually they have some kind of talent, whether it be their voice, their music, their content, their art, whatever it be, they have some kind of talent that I think is worth checking out. So, without any further ado, here's the recording, or at least the highlights. I'll see you there. Hello everybody, I'm here with Jonix, an amazing person from Twitch that I personally love. So, let's get right on into the interview. So, Joe, what inspired you to start streaming? Well, Sasson, thank you for asking. I actually got into doing this because I've always grown up playing video games, loving them. And it was funny because my mom always told me that I could never make a, a living off of that. She recently told me that if she's known how far I've gotten so far, she would have encouraged me instead. And I just want to be able to eventually do this so that I can work from home, raise a family, and maybe have fun with the kids while still working. Mm, pretty good dream. It is a good dream, and I hope it comes true. I hope so too, because that'd be a whole lot more fun to watch than just one guy or maybe two. Um, what do you think was or is your greatest challenge so far? I'll be honest, it probably with any main streamer in general would have to be audience. And by that I mean viewers, average viewers, people watch my channel because I play games for fun while a lot of the main big streamers out there will play whatever is popular. And while I might want to play with popular too, everyone's going to go watch them over me. So a lot of times you'll just come in and I'll be playing a game and I'll be looking very abstract because no one's in my chat talking with me. You've seen it. You've come in. You've said hello. And all of a sudden my persona just changes because all of a sudden <laughs> I have someone to talk to and I'm very happy. Oh, yeah. And that's the case with a lot of like not viewers, a lot of streamers actually. When the viewers, and a lot of people don't really realize this, it's a whole lot harder to try and talk to someone who doesn't respond. It's like talking to a wall. You're gonna get bored real quickly and then you're running things to talk about. As difference being when there's an audience member talking and communicating with you and 
being active and all, it's a whole lot easier to do what you love doing because you have something to do while you do it. And not to mention other topics will likely come up. For example, how's your day been? Oh, it's been great. Well, can you tell me about it? And then something goes on from there. And then questions are asked about what happens there. Then all of a sudden there's so much filler going on with commentary. And a lot of people miss out on that because they they don't really get the chance to. You're very you're very right there, Assassin. It is is a lot more fun talking to people who want to talk to you. Because I mean, that's one of the things, if I may say, is when I am streaming, it shows me how many people are watching. If I look over and I see about three or four people watching me, and I look at my chat and no one is talking, that's almost worse than having no viewers. Because yeah. then I'm like, hello. Are you guys, I mean, I understand lurking, but at least pop and say, yo, love what you're doing. I'm going to lurk here for a little bit. Okay, well, that explains why they're there not talking. And I'll call people out on it. Say, hey, I see you got around three or four people watching. I don't see you guys talking, but hello there. <laughs> it's just the way it No goes. one answers, just like forever alone. <laughs> I need to get like a crickets sound, sound effect and then just play it and see what happens. I feel like that'd be a good addition to most channels, to be honest. Yeah, I still gotta get done to fix it up. Now, I asked what your greatest challenge was. What is your favorite thing about streaming? To be honest, I have to say it's just the fact that I'm able to do something I enjoy. I mean, I love playing the game and be able to share it. And I guess the main reason why is because a lot of these games I play usually transport me into kind of a different reality and allow me to do an adventure that one normally wouldn't be able to do. And I enjoy being able to bring people along with me on that. And it's it's a lot better than my little life because I'm very much so an introvert and this is this is my extrovert side of me. Really, I never would have t- been able to tell that most streamers are introverts. <laughs> Why? Well, never would have thought. I, I actually have a, have a pretty bad bit of a social anxiety, so I'm not so good in crowds. If you take, like, I want to go to, like, all those Comic-Cons and all that type of stuff, but the thing is, I got nobody to go with, so I go by myself. I'm going to be very nervous. I'm going to just find something in the corner to do. People can't take me anywhere because if I don't know what's going on, after about five minutes, I'm in the corner on my phone reading a story. My wife comes over, grabs me by the ear and says, you should come participate. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with this. <laughs> I don't want to be here. You dragged me someplace I don't understand. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, but I, I love my wife. She definitely is a lot more supportive than most people would be. I mean... Right. Most people love their wives and husbands, but yeah. Um, so, what's your favorite game that you played? Ooh. Oh. It doesn't have to be on stream, by the way. It could just be a game in general. Oh. That is hard. So I have several that I really enjoy, but a lot of them I can't play anymore. 
and that's simply just the fact of operating system changing because as you know I'm I'm a pure PC gamer um can I give you like a top three-ish or top four yeah sure why not probably some of the original ones I'd say would be um uh, one is called Freelancer actually a space simulator game that was helped created by Chris Roberts the godfather of all space sims I'm waiting for his current project to finish that I'm supporting called Star Citizen that's going to be better than all the other space sims out there Elite Dangerous and everything in my opinion um, the Modern Warfare series of course because I really enjoyed the story that went with that um, Halo Halo is a classic. Everyone loves Halo, and I am actually very pleased to announce that, and I probably do my own business later. Is the fact that Halo is coming out with a remastered edition through Steam that includes all the original games for the computer. I don't know if you realize this, but the Halo series after Halo Two stopped making Halo games for the computer. So for someone like me who loves a good story, I was unable to finish the storyline because I got through Halo 1, Halo 2. I was like, cool, what's next? Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supporting computer players anymore. You must go buy the console. <laughs> so suffice to say, I was more than a little upset. The other game I have to say would have to be the Red Alert 2. That's actually a strategy game. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know it, but it was one of the last games that uh, Westwood Studios created before they were bought out by EA Games, which EA then promptly took that game and all later games they designed and made it as super flashy as they could. Unfortunately, with the current operating systems, Brother 2 does not properly function on computers, at least nowadays. But they had a witty cast. You can... I saw a bunch of really good actors in those red alerts that are now in the you see all over the place. Like I forget what the guy's name, but the guy from Farmers Insurance in the uh, expansion for Alert Two, he plays the United States president. So that was an interesting character. Which you can also find him in uh, uh, Portal Two as the. Uh, the founder of the company. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Well then. Interesting fact. Yeah. Now, here comes one of the hardest questions on here. If you had to describe yourself, or what you do at least, in one word, what would it be? Could you ask the question one more time, please? If you had to describe yourself and or what you do in one word, what would it be? Different. <laughs> Different, huh? Now, what way? Because different can mean a lot of different things nowadays. I mean, the other one would have to just be unique, but everyone's unique. Everyone's different. But I like to go against the grain a bit. 
I like to do what I want to do. A lot of people out there, especially like in the streaming world, will try following what's popular. And I see a lot of people out there getting really upset and raging, screaming at the games, screaming at people. And quite often I hear people yelling, cheaters. That's not me. I play a game because I want to play the game and enjoy it. I do not call people hackers unless I have actual proof. And I can say to date, I have seen less than maybe, maybe less than six that I have actual video documented proof on. But maybe just because I just don't see a reason to shame anybody or you know, I also don't know the best way to say it. I just I just like to have fun. And that's it. I just like to have fun. I mean, do I want to make money off all this? Yes. But I'm doing this to do it, to have fun, and I don't want to have to do it in a way that's only for money if I can't end up enjoying it. Yeah, and a very famous person once said, I don't know who said it, but I know when they were famous, because everyone says it. And it's, um, the saying, find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life and frankly a lot of streamers have kind of forgotten about this the whole fun aspect to streaming and recording and all this stuff so yeah are you checking who's saying it are you hearing me doing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life it's the statement is often attributed to the ancient Chinese sage Confucius. Confucius? I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Either way, a very good and wise person. Someone who's lots wiser than I am. <laughs> so, we've reached the point, for those of you who have been here before, you know. We have reached a point where I'm out of questions to ask. So, Joe, now you can either ask me questions or we can just have random conversation like we always do. Well, while we were talking about one point and when I was telling you about like, when you play with hackers and stuff like that, I had a memory come back up. So here's a question for you. Um, at any point in time, if you've ever played a game at all, multiplayer, have you ever had, let's just say, some, a hacker either on your team or another team or just in your lobby ruin the game for you or completely make you lose all interest in the game or something similar oh yeah to me the best example of this would actually be Warframe um so I used to play it on PC before I moved to Xbox and on PC I came across this one guy who for some reason would never lose health no matter how much you shot at him. And what had happened was we had the entire team focus on this one guy and he was AFK. So what we did was we recorded it happening uh, and then what happened after that was we had reported it and nothing happened. Turns out this guy had been in about two more of our games afterwards and had focused mostly on us because he found out that we had reported him. So, 
Yeah. That was fun. You know what? That sounds like very similar to what happened to... I don't know if you were there or not that night when a Mage and I, we were doing Arena. And one of our last games we played, we ran into a hacker with infinite health. Didn't? No, there were two of them, weren't there? There were two of them. Um, one of them... I, I yeah, think... I was the one who clipped them. Okay. Okay. You gotta understand that. My, the way my days go, everything blends together. It's like four days, I think. I don't know. So... I felt that maybe a week. Oh, well, regardless. So... A good example for you real fast, because one of the biggest things for me is... And I can sure you can understand this. If you play a game, let's just say multiplayer, right? And... You have a leveling system. Like a lot of the Warfare games, you have a leveling system. You can uh, you unlock more guns, more achievements, more attachments as the, as you level up, right? Mm-hmm. You enjoy the challenge. You enjoy unlocking that. Well, for the most part, yeah. I was in a lobby one time. Somebody in the lobby hacked everybody's accounts and promoted everybody to max level. Unlocking everything. Some people would be like, oh, cool. I hated it because where was the achievement? There's no sense of achievement in that moment. There's no sense of achievement there. I can deal with people hacking and spawn killing in games, whatever, but you take away that sense of achievement, that's completely different. I mean, you can, you just, you won't enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you can play it, use it all, but there's really, it's not, you didn't get there. Luckily, in Modern Warfare, there's a prestige system, so you can essentially just reset everything. That's going to be a pain in the ass to redo, though. Yeah. That's one reason why I'm looking forward to the new Modern Warfare game. But the grind. Hmm. So, I know I asked you what your what your favorite game was. What's your favorite genre? Would that be uh, MMO shooters and all that? Or would it be like puzzle games and everything? So, say the last thing again. I know that uh, you really like certain kinds of games, but what's your favorite genre of them? Because I know that you like, or that you hate horror. I know that, but... It's not so much that I hate horror. It's the fact that it will get me every single time. (laughs) You want to see me scared out of my wits? You want to see me on edge of my seat or just get up and walk away going, nope, nope, nope? Put me in a horror game. Some non-horror games do that to me. I've got one game that I play that constantly I know how it goes, but I can't finish the game because I keep getting tripped out. And that's uh, yeah. and that's Subnautica because I have a, a bit a deep a fear of deep water. And if you don't know about that game, you're essentially stranded in the thing the water it's a giant ocean planet yes 
It's essentially like play the game on stream. That'd be fun. <laughs> I might just stream it again. I haven't streamed it for a while. But um, now that you say that about the whole genre, I just remember there was another game that I didn't even think about to say, and that was the Mass Effect series. Hmm. So it's sci-fi, sci-fi, fantasy, um, alternative history. But I prefer, generally prefer the uh, sci-fi and fantasy elements of things. I, I don't. My parents used to enjoy Mist and those type of games, but earlier on in my life was real-time strategy, but real-time strategy oh, games lately have, have really disappointed me lately, and it's really hard to find a good one nowadays. Oh, you said that your parents enjoyed video games. Mist, primarily. That never happens. Parents don't enjoy video games. They're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, in my family it was... I think we had the entire Mist series. And for those of you that don't know what Mist is, it's essentially a puzzle adventure game. There's really no monsters at all. Uh-huh. I think there was one Mist game where you were third person and you, it was like with like the Wii or something. And you could jump around. There were some minor monsters, but it's mainly just for puzzles. But it was primarily like you would go around to different worlds. You just and solve problems and figure out the mystery of what happened where you are and we would literally have um, nights where my mom and my dad would take over the entire TV they would hook up the computer to the TV and they would play this game together um, and we would just sit down and watch and we'd, we'd play it my dad plays Fight Sims my mom, I don't really think plays much anymore. I think she tried getting a Star Trek online, but due to her being an author, an editor, and web designer, she doesn't, and being a mother, she doesn't have much time for video games. Um, but I grew up in a very imaginative household. And when I got my hands on Mass Effect, that opened my world that was an amazing game and I would love to play through it again it just takes so long and I don't stream it because it takes so long to do anything in it that I have a feeling people would get bored so I don't play it Mm. how about you? so yeah so you about to say something? I said how about you? What, my favorite genre? Um, oh, that's difficult because my favorite genre is kind of restricted for me for like the past three years. Oh? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, no, it's more of five. Anyways, um, I used to play uh, games that required two hands. <laughs> uh, for those of you who know me, uh, but at about 25 that never really was possible anymore so yay but um personally I really like uh kind of the more multiplayer games but mainly shooter games back then uh specifically like Warframe and I know I loved that one um I used to play a lot of Call of Duty and then it just became iffy um 
but yeah, like there's all these cool games today that I really enjoy, but right now it'd probably be uh, puzzle and strategy games. Especially this one game called Infinite Factory, which I've talked to you about, Joe. You have talked about that, and I've been meaning to get it. I just keep forgetting about it because so much stuff's going on. Well, get it. No, I'm kidding. It's okay. Well, I get paid Wednesday. I could probably do that. Oh? I get paid Wednesday nights. So maybe Thursday, I could maybe um, play a couple hours, maybe. Mm, I think that'd be a pretty good deal. I mean, I practically already give me the money with the subscription, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, you technically already bought it, and I wasn't going to exactly fly across country just to get your wallet for you. <laughs> I mean, nah, it's okay. But regardless, like, it's a great game. I recommend it for anyone here. I've talked about it previously, I, I believe, on my uh, interview with Arflex. Our flick. Ugh, I don't know why I put an S at the end. Either way, uh, Arthur is also pretty cool. Check him out too. But right now, this is about Joe, so check him out the most. But still, uh, Infinite Factory, great game. Um, it's pretty cheap, though, to be honest. Compared to most other games on Steam and all this kind of stuff, like, Infinite Factory is pretty cheap. And it's a really great game, too. So, yeah. So, um, so, Joe, are you going to be uh, streaming tonight? Not tonight. Mondays and Tuesdays, I don't normally stream. That might change, so my wife's days off is changing. But um, tonight, I am not streaming. I will probably, cause my wife gets home in about an hour and a half, so we've got to show her watching, and then I'm probably going to get back to doing some grinding on a game I've been playing. Mm. Alright, alright. Yeah, I got a question for you, because this popped in my head while you were, while you were talking. Because we're both gamers, so we play here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What game, in your opinion, you get to say, was your biggest disappointment? Oh, okay. Hold on, I gotta think back because most of those games just completely forgot about, <laughs> like purposefully forgetting. Um, I mean, you can give me like one or like give me a, a handful if, if it's if you can't narrow it down. Oh no, no, I I remember a lot of them. I just don't remember their names. Ugh. Well, I know that one big disappointment, and many of you will know my hatred for it, is Fortnite. Ugh, that's a trashy game. But, um... Frankly, i probably say, uh... Oh, shit, what's the name of that one? God damn it, I've forgotten it. No! Yeah, the most disappointing game I've seen is Fortnite, but there were a few others I forgot the names of. The reason I say Fortnite is, and yes, I'm about to go on a slight rant, because this game is, ugh, the bane of my existence, I guess. 
But uh, the reason why I hate that game so much is one because it's a game of other games. It, it, there's no creativity involved in the creation of it. All they want is money. So what they're doing is just taking the aspects of other games and blending it all together into one. Not to mention the fact that they're kind of preying on all these kids and adults too. And I will give credit where credit is due. It did a great job bringing people together. But now it's also tearing everyone apart because everyone's hating each other for losing a match to them. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that people are receiving death threats over the game. And Ooh. to the point where, like, it's no longer even fun and people still play it. And that's what bothers me the most. The fact that no matter what's going on, how much people hate the game, they're still going to play it because they have nothing else to do because they spent so much money on that game they can't get anything else and if they can it's because no one else wants them to do it like for example Ninja he wanted to play some other games for a while but he never got to because everyone wanted him to play Fortnite for so long which interesting thing about Ninja if you don't mind me interrupting you real fast oh fine go ahead have you ever heard of the TV show The Masked Singer the what? The Masked Singer. No. It's a, it's, it's not weird, but it makes sense in a second. Basically, it's a show where people get up on stage in massive costumes, hiding their face and their body shapes, and they sing, and they progressively get eliminated over a season's worth of time, and people are revealed as they're not professional singers, or they are, or famous people. In the second season, the first elimination turned out to be no shitting, Ninja. Oh. He actually went on this show and sang. I'm guessing it wasn't all too good? Actually, it wasn't that bad. I wasn't expecting to be Ninja, but people were, were expecting to be a streamer of some kind. And when they took, when they took off the mask, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Ninja. It actually wasn't that bad. And, and a lot of people in this, in this show are not bad. But he was probably like one of the only people who is not having a professional singing background who actually um, on the show. Yeah, and it was like, dang. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel a better, I'm pretty much done my rant about Fortnite anyway, so yeah, that's the thing. Fortnite, I was actually looking forward to for the story. But when I found out and I played like a handful of games of Fortnite, only with friends. Never really got like that too much. My little sister wants me to play with her, but I'm like, not really into Fortnite. Not really into mini battle royale games, to be honest, unless I'm playing with friends. Because yeah. then if I die or if I lose, at least I'm playing with my friends. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're playing with like randos or something, they'll yeah. fucking hate you if you die. Yeah. Even if you didn't even have a choice. I still remember. I'm still, the, I, there was one battle royale game that when we play a lot of these modern day as these battle royale games came out more and more, they're a lot more faster, they're more action paced. However, if you may or may not remember Player Unknown Battleground, or also more affectionately known as PUBG, that game can be very, very tense and very unforgiving. You can go an entire match, and it is set very realistically. 
none of the new fancy graphics or whatever. It's almost like Arma graphics in a sense. But you can get shot and killed one bullet very quickly. And there's no warning, like no fancy sounds all of a sudden, just bang, headshot, you're dead. I had a handful of, I had one occasion where I spent 20 minutes in a match. No contact, no seeing anybody. Walked into a building, didn't even see the guy. I was blasted with a shotgun at point blank range. Scared the living daylights out of me. I had a teammate of mine one time accidentally shoot me. Although I don't think it was even accidental because he was being a smart, um, he was being funny about it. And you, he's, you'll actually see him from time to time in my chat. Somebody by the name starts with terror. Yeah, you'll see from time to time. He, I was. It was the situation was I was down and out on the ground. I thought the guy who shot me was standing right next to me, because that's how close the gunfire sounded. I'm screaming in the mic because I'm terrified. Like he's on me. He's on me. I look at my friend. I see the flash of his of his gun, and I get hit. I go off on him as to why he's shooting. He's like, "You said he was on you." And as we're yelling back and forth at each other, almost comedically, this grenade just whoops over the rock that I'm hiding behind and lands in front of me and it's like shoop, that's grenade well I'm done <laughs> just how the cookie crumbles yay <laughs> we all got that one friend yeah but Ugh. I mean, by the way, you can swear on here. Like, this is rated somewhat mature, so. Well, all right. I, I, that's one thing I was worried about, because I'm like, I don't want to get him in trouble. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, continue I was swearing earlier. Yeah, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> don't worry. And you'll notice on my on my channel that I, that's another thing about my channel, is if anybody has a family and they want to come watch my channel, I generally try to keep my channel clean. And then you'll, you'll, you notice that. Sometimes I try to keep it clean, but if I get scared or something like that, well, whatever comes out of my mouth is whatever comes out of my mouth. If I'm scared, I don't take responsibility for that. That just came out. <laughs> yeah, and frankly, a lot of people don't give enough credit to that because if you're used to swearing when you get scared or something, which most people are, you can't just stop it immediately. It's it takes time and effort, which people don't want to put in. I think it's one of the. Much rather get in trouble for swearing. <laughs> stop swearing. Well, for one of the things, for me, I grew up not swearing. It was just part of the way yeah. I was raised. Um, I didn't really know much about swearing until I was in the military, and at that point, I felt they're kind of broke down and when I was discharged the work I got people swore all the time and and then that's where my sense of humor came from because so many sexual window windows kept flying around eventually it someone starts to seep into you like a nasty sponge just like eat. 
I mean, the funny thing is, my coat honestly get a little bit shocked whenever they hear me drop a swear bomb or anything like that. Because they, they'll just stop, literally, and just look at me like, he just swore. He said he just swore. How fucking dare he? <laughs> oh, and then I'll like make fun of him, and I'll say I'll say something a little bit worse in a hushed tone, or like in like in one of my voices I use, and he'll just go, "Oh, there he goes." Oi, 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 oi! Fish, 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 fish. No. Okay. Well. Uh. Uh, for some reason, that joke goes over most people's heads. All right. Regardless. So, yeah. I mean, chances are it's probably going to be a bit of a shorter interview. <laughs> you still there, by the way? Can you hear me? You still there? Yeah, I mean, so here, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. That was weird. My my phone must have uh, it went to screensaver mode and must have uh, stopped my my end of the recording. Yeah, it does it sometimes. Uh, that actually happened last in an interview last. Actually, my first episode of Logic Drain that happened, where a uh, group <laughs> Fox person I was I was having the episode with, his phone kept on going to sleep. So he would cut out like 15 times, and I had to like do my best to edit so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it was like yeah. in the main part of uh, Jack the Ripper, because we were discussing serial killers. Uh, in the mm-hmm. main part where we're discussing Jack the Ripper, and he's going into his own stuff. So that me and uh, Vixen do nothing about, as far as I know, at least. Um, and Groove is do- doing his thing, and then all of a sudden his phone like just stops working because it went to sleep mode and he just cuts out mid word and we're just waiting there for like five seconds like groovy you there no response we're like okay he must he must be dead vixen would you like to go check on him she as soon as she gets up he's like no no it's fine it's fine my phone fell asleep that's funny now now here's a question for you so what got you into podcasting? And is this the first thing that you've done, or have you done other stuff before in the past? Uh, that would actually be the second one. I've done other things in the past. For example, I used to be a streamer myself, actually. Hmm. And then uh, my Xbox stopped working, so I couldn't stream anymore. Because, oh. for those of you who know, I streamed on the Xbox because my computer's too shitty to do anything. And so what had happened was my Xbox wouldn't turn on and it wouldn't record when it did turn on. So I gave up and listened to Spotify for a while and then found out about Anchor, which is a free software where you can still get paid if you're in the right area, apparently. But uh, but you can get paid and all this on if you get enough viewers and everything and sponsors and all. And, like, you can basically just run a podcast for free. No questions asked. And I thought that was amazing, so I signed up almost immediately, like, yo, we finally got something that's fun and can be replacing Twitch streaming. And that got me into podcasts, and I was thinking, hey, you know what, I've got all these friends that would, that are somewhat popular, and then I've got friends that are really popular, and then I've got friends that have almost no viewers. So why don't I just interview everybody, and give everyone uh, decent exposure? 
<laughs> and that's how the interview started. As for my own, I wanted something fun to do while still giving out exposure rather than just interviews. So what I did was I started up a new series called Logic Train. My first episode just went on two days ago, I believe. Uh, and that was about serial killers. But what Logic Train is, basically, is where we talk about random shit and make some fun out of it. That's the intro to it, too. Did you guys discuss it at all? What do you mean, it? It. As in the movie? Yeah, the character. That's a serial killer, right? That's a clown ghost thing. That kills things? Yeah, but he's not a serial killer, necessarily. <laughs> would kind of mixed up a little bit. If the serial killer is dead, would that still make him a serial killer? Probably not. But is he dead? Some dead guy who used to be a serial killer, but Pennywise apparently wasn't a serial killer. Or killed people until after he was already dead. As far as I know, at least. Oh, I'm trying to remember. There's a... Oh, yes, here it is, here. If you ever get the chance... Look up the John Wayne Casey murders. Oh no. Oh fuck. I I know who John Wayne Casey is. He's a pedophile guy who dressed up as a clown or a child and terror lewd kids into his apartment where he murdered fucked 33, them and killed them. Murdered thirty three boys, and how's that for a killer clown? Yeah, you do realize I have a book of murderers right beside me, right? Oh, I do well, not. Not necessarily murderers, but serial killers. In fact, <laughs> there's one guy I would love to talk about. He's my favorite of all. He created the uh, the house, not the house of horrors. The uh, he created he created this fucking big ass hotel, and it was amazing. His name is Herbert Webster Mudgett, also known as Doctor H. H. Holmes. If you've never heard of him, was this the one that had um, secret hallways in the walls and everything? Yes, actually. He had, uh... I think I saw something similar to that on Supernatural one time. Probably. There were secret passages in the room with no windows and chutes leading down to the basement. Uh, doors open to brick walls. Staircase led to nowhere. And business was... That business was brisk with visitors coming to Chicago for the fair to, or to look for work. And that hotel was named The Castle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Speaking of name later on, but oh well. What was the different name? Murder House, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Here's an interesting. Speaking of like like houses with um different rooms and hallways like that, have you ever heard of the Winchester Mansion? No. Well, probably, but I don't remember what it's what it is exactly. Okay, so the Winchester Mansion is you know you know who the you know the gun Winchester right? The what? Oh yes, yes, kind of. I think. So the Winchester is actually the name of the maker, and what I think it was his what his widow did or something. With what she did with this mansion is she started adding on to it. Oh yeah, did she have like mirror hallways to like bring in the dead and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I remember seeing that. It was supposed to confuse the souls of the the vengeful souls of people killed with their husband's guns. No, that was to welcome them in to kill her family or something like that. I don't know. I remember it differently, but maybe I'll do my research properly. Oh well, regardless, I I mean, 
there's multiple theories about it. Uh, she basically had uh, mirrors that led to, store, led to the stairways, basically signifying a way that ghosts could enter, spirits could enter. And enter. More interesting, because this is also where they had rooms within rooms, where rooms wouldn't always be the same size, or a stairwell leads to nowhere, or anything like that. What? Like, like, it, like, it would literally have like um, a room within a room within a room, type thing. That was one of the things about this house is it was meant to be confusing. Huh. The one I'm talking about was extremely confusing, and the only reason I know about this was actually, and that's a email. Okay. Hope that didn't come through. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. Okay, good. It's always like when I'm trying to talk, and all of a sudden my phone just blares. I'm just like, you have mail. <laughs> Um, so rich. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. One of my other hobbies is I watch anime. Ooh, and, one, <laughs> and one, I did take Japanese in high school. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite shows that I wish they do a second season with because they had potential was called Ghost Hunt. Huh. Not to be confused with like Ghost Hound or anything like that. It was like 24 episodes long, and it follows like paranormal research. This, um, group and one of the two three part episodes was they were in a mansion that was very similar to the Winchester mansion and it was actually referenced in the episode explaining to one of the characters what was going on and that's how I know about the mansion and I looked it up and found out some information about that and it is of course and that one they actually find the ghosts and all that type of stuff killing people so Oh, it's an anime. It's it's a show, of course. It's an anime. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I found a fun, uh, a real fun serial killer right here. Oh. His name is Fritz Harmon. If you ever heard of him, uh, I have not. His method, his method of killing was biting biting his victim's throat. Oh, wait a second. Uh, that does sound, that 20, sounds familiar. 27 or more murder victims, and he was known as the Butcher of Hanover. Okay. I have heard of that. I think that was also from another Supernatural episode. <laughs> Probably not, because they wouldn't want this guy to be in there unless they changed exactly what he did. Harmon had sex with uh, little boys, and while he was Ooh. in some sort of sexual frenzy, he bit the boys in the throat, ripping out the carotid arteries. Ooh. You know yeah, what it is, right? Like, if you, uh, you know, when you turn your neck, there's this little bulge of tube that goes up beside your throat, right? Yeah, it's where how you that check someone's pulse. That is called the carotid artery. It's direct passage from, I believe, the heart to the brain. And yep, that, that's quite a uh, heart stopper there. Yeah, basically, uh, that's also one of the leading causes of strokes nowadays, if I'm not mistaken. Where it would clot, and then you would have a stroke. Yes, and actually, I can. Uh, I've got family history with that uh, my grandfather, bless his, uh, his soul, rest in peace. Um, so in the back of your neck, you got the two ve- primary veins going up to your um, head, across the back of back of your um, your neck, and one of those actually clogged up, and actually, I think had to be sealed off. So. And we have a, and I don't know if it's going to be genetical, but I know it's possible that I might even have an issue because my dad has similar issues on his neck. So I might even have some clotting issues myself later on 
that would cause issues with blood flow. So I got to keep careful on that myself. Can't have too many cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah. Well, see, knowing me, if I go, I'll be at the game. I'll be at the game. Someone just kind of shoot me and go headshot. I'm just gonna go and be done. <laughs> this is good. Nice. Check go, it out. Be like headshot. Clink. Or no, if you're playing Mortal Kombat, fatality. Finish him. Stroke, please. <laughs> and I know for those listening that, that, that this isn't a funny thing, but still, in hindsight, I mean, do you know that people have actually died playing video games? Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, that's one of the crazy things. That's one of the reasons why I do plan on doing a 24-hour stream if I hit my follower goal by the end of the year. But... Which on that here, since I have you, maybe you can help me get to get some ideas, right? Oh, sure, why not? Because I'm trying to come up with follower goals, and my current one is if beginning if I manage to make it to 400 by the end of this year, I'll do a 24-hour stream. I toss out for fun, just something random. Uh, if I make it to a thousand by the end of the year, I'll go skydiving and I'll record it. <laughs> You're gonna regret that. I think if you reach 50, uh, 50 subscribers or 50 extra subscribers this by the end of this year, you should play a horror game on stream. Hey, Joe, you still there? My screen closed again. I'm here. Welcome back. Did you hear what I said? That if I get 50, I should go. I should play a horror game. I mean, I think one I might try is, um, I think is Bendy's The Ink Machine, I've been told I should give it a try. Ugh, that game. I've been told I should give that one. I have the Bioshock game, the entire Bioshock series. I've been I've finished the first one before, but it's been remastered, so I might play that one through. That one's got some good elements to it. I think you should play Layers of Fear. Like what Mage is going to be doing? He's playing it? Yeah, he's going to be playing that on Halloween. Yo, shit, I got to watch that. <laughs> I mean, the last main horror game I played that was classified as a horror game was Friday the 13th. And um, I'll have to send you this the clip later. I'll send it to you. Um, actually, I can send it to you now while I'm talking to you. There was a moment. I don't know if you know anything about the Friday the 13th video game. But there is actually an ex- exploration type game. Oh, I think it's it's like Friday the Thirteenth, the cabin or something. Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about Dead by Daylight for some reason. No, no, no. Um, it was. Friday the 13th um, basically there's a virtual it's called a virtual cabin that's what it is there are several modes of it that you can explore through Friday the 13th lore and I'm not very good with lore um, but I had someone you'll see it I think it's been a while since it's popped in my stream but it was um, Craze Killer. 
thing he pops in from time to time in Major Stream. He actually made me a custom made. It's right here, right behind me. I'll send up a new photo. Friday the Thirteenth or um, Jason Mask customized to look like an Order of the Souls skull from Sea of Thieves that glows in the dark. So he's walking me through it, and I freaking get several jump scares out of my out of my pants. And the clip I sent you was I'm on a boat finishing up one of the parts. And I'm so focused that when I turn, look behind me, make sure nobody's there. I literally scare myself with depth perception because I the, the motor is right there and I freaking scare myself. <laughs> and then I am blaming myself for getting freaked out. And as I am calming down, something jumps out and grabs by the water and you can see me just launch out of my chair. <laughs> so I sent you that clip. Use it however you will. I'm sure you'll get fun out of my scream. You could probably use it as a voice clip if you wanted or something. I probably could, to be honest, if I recorded it, but I will. It's <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually one of the things like with video games. Like, I have one game that I have been playing that has a little bit of horror element, but it's primarily survival, and that's Generation Zero, because it doesn't so much deal with monsters; it deals with robots. Oh yeah, I remember you. I mean, I can't do the Modern Warfare Zombies because I I, I can't do it because, yeah, they, they scare the daylights out of me. And if I'm by myself, well, I'm going to get through about two waves and I'm going to be like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, Layers of Fear, huh? I've never actually... I don't even know anything about the game. Well, that gives you all the more reason to play it. Gosh. <laughs> sir, how much is it? Let me see. Let me bring it up on my It's actually how fairly much? cheap, to be honest. I could give you like $20 there's, and then you'd just be able to buy it. There's a fear. $20 and there's a fear too. Is partial nudity, strong language, and use alcohol. Right, let's I'll look that up. Oh, was this the uh, one I saw Beardly playing? Who? What? This looks, this looks like almost like a... like um. One of my other streamers that I have watched heavily is called um, uh, Behaving Beardly. Hmm. Interesting. I will have to um, play it. I might have to. Yes. Remember <laughs> to record it. <laughs> uh, you know I will record it. And you have me on um, Twitter, right? No, I don't use Twitter. Ah, uh, because I post, I try posting on there and on my Facebook page when I go live if I can. With and with what? Are you never using Discord, by the way, or like? <laughs> I use my I use my Discord when I can. It's usually when I have people who can play with me. If no one's playing with me, I just generally don't. What I might make is a voice channel for live streaming in there. And which I do have one in there that's locked, so I might start doing my streaming in there. And if it's getting pretty quiet and everything, if someone wants to drop in there and they're they'll legitimately just talk or even play with me, I'll pull them up in there. But as of right now, kind of like the same boat as with Mage is I don't really stream with randoms like like you'll just, you just yeah. pop in and say, "Hey, I see you playing this game. Can I play too?" 
I'm a little more hesitant about that because, yeah, as we all know, with the, with the live streaming world, how about with trolls? Yeah, and I've had my fair share of those. I mean, in some video games, I am a troll. <laughs> I remember that stream. In the Battlefield series, I am a troll. Um, because I will do the ridiculous ways to you. I miss several things. Like, have you, did you ever play any of the any of the Battlefield games, like the Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four? Uh, I played the first one. Well, Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four, they had some things that I enjoyed, right? But here's the thing: is like they changed a few things. Like Battlefield Three, if you got killed, if you died by something random, it was called bad luck. In Battlefield Four, they changed it to killed in action. A few things they also changed was. Let's say you're in a building, right? Friend or foe. And I destroy that building. I would get credit or the negative points for killing you. In Battlefield 4, you get no credit either way. The other person just dies. And one of the things that was fun in Battlefield 3 is, however, let's say, for example, I place. C4 on a tank and then I shot that C4 with a 44 revolver in the kill feed it shows that I've killed him with, with a pistol there's no um, kill camera that shows me doing all of it, it just shows that he was killed, not by somebody with an RPG or a tank or C4, it just shows that I killed him while he was in a tank with a pistol huh so a lot of people will, I've had people complain and say, how would you do this? Why, how do you get with a pistol? Well, dude, you let me walk on up to you, place C4 all over your vehicle, and then shoot it. It's your own dang fault. And where did I get this inspiration from? Thank you, YouTube, for all the trolling ideas you could hope for. Because if it can be done, Somebody will have done it and will have recorded it. Like, um, what was it, uh, Walter said from Jeff Dunham? What happens here stays on YouTube. It's, it's like the whole, it's like what happens in Vegas stays on YouTube. There's no what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, it, it, it's, it's somewhere on social media. Oh, yeah. I need to get more variety of games like that because a lot of the games I play nowadays for story, I've never actually done something with the intent to scare myself. One of the last games I played that legitimately scared the crap out of me was Crisis. What? I've never heard of that game. You haven't heard of that? Nope. You are essentially a super soldier in a modern day setting. Oh, yeah. So and, Captain America, good to know. And... But you're in like a like a type of like a super suit type thing that basically can it basically controls different elements that you can choose as you go. Either super strength, extra armor, or go invisible. And if you were to die, you would do your suit essentially would incinerate you because no one can know about the suit, so they'll destroy the suit. Because it's secret tech. But as you're on a mission, you discover that while you're trying to take out these insurgents or whatever, there are aliens. I know it's so original. 
aliens. But the way it first happens is out of the blue. And you know what? Maybe, maybe. I'm th- you know, maybe tomorrow, because that is a game I should probably maybe play through. Maybe tomorrow morning, because I will be starting earlier tomorrow. Oh, no. I will play Crisis. I'll play it. I will hop on it, and I will play it. And I will probably play maybe around three, four hours of it. And that will definitely get us to at least the first few glimpses of the aliens. And that'll be fun. For us, not for you. Of course. I still Um, think you should play another horror game like... Layers of I, was I was thinking about getting Resident Evil 7. But that's not very horror It's. Eh. What's with it with people and loving watch people get the daylight scared out of it? I mean. It's because it's not them. I think you should just like play a game with your wife or something yeah, one of these times. I almost forgot. I have the Walking Dead Telltale series. What? I have the Walking Dead Telltale series. No, no, I heard you, but what? What do you mean, what? I mean, what? <laughs> that's a game. I have. That's a game. They actually have a Telltale series where you take control of a character in the Walking Dead universe and you um, make choices for it. Why? I never actually got no, that I far. Think that's a good game. I surprised. I don't think I ever completed chapter one. That might be for the better. Who knows? And I think it it all it, it chapter seven and I think it went pretty far and then it ended. Um, I remember how far it went. It went it went very far actually, and it had good reviews. But the Telltale series in general, I think, went belly up for for Telltale games. It went belly up, probably. Because this year we we have Life is Strange, which I have the first one of that. I have Life is Strange. They have Wolf Among Us, Batman the Telltale series. Yeah, they Resident Evil Seven apparently is similar. Yeah, there's a lot of Telltale games that are pretty good out there. I might have to give it a try sometime just to uh, see how it is. Because it's been a while and I forget why I stopped. Because I know I was getting nervous in areas because it involves zombies and zombies aren't really a a friendly, a common topic for me. (laughs) Oh, why not? Although, on the topic, though, of zombies, ironically, I'm actually, it, it was a joke kind of in high school, but I think I'm still a member of the group. I was actually third in command of around 80-some-odd people in the Northwest area that had a organized plan in case the zombie outbreak ever happened. Why? <laughs> Why not? We were all nerds with time on our hands and we talked everything through. We figured out what we would do if a zombie occurred and ever happened and what we would do. 
and who would be in charge of what and what we would all do. Yeah, but there is a problem with that. People react differently mm. under pressure. So choosing those people now would be completely different than choosing them at the time. I mean, I already know what I would do because where I work, if his best case scenario for me, it happens while I'm at work, which means I have key access to locked areas in a 12-story building that's half a block away from a massive gun store. Some people might have heard it. It's called Cabela's. Never heard of it. It is a... It's kind of like... Um, oh, I forget what, what the competitor's name is. But uh, we got everything from shotguns, rifles, to assault rifles. It's now become an ad for America. <laughs> and... I used to work there, so if any of my old co- if any of my guys used to work in there and they survive, I'm pretty sure they could help hook me up. And I had key access to all the floors, and so all we have to do is just get all the guns and everything to the main to the to the 12 story building and just lock off the floors. What do you do about food? We have kitchens. Yeah, but how much food? I'm sure we have enough food to feed several thousand people a day. Depending on how many people we get fighting, probably a good chunk of time. Oh. Well, that's, <laughs> that's all. There's so many contingent factors. It was all wishy-washy at the time. We had everything down from you guys get secure transportation. We'll get everybody over here. Find somebody who can fly. We'll get them to one of the abandoned islands that's in the... Uh, island area because where I live there's a bunch of islands off the coast and they're all a bunch of them are all abandoned so we know of areas we can go careful dead so. bodies float yeah they do especially with the decomposing <laughs> so islands are pretty much useless they can spread mostly anywhere some people were thinking tankers, but then those are just scary. Oh, I'm trying to think of some good horror games now. Now you got me going with that. Speaking of games, by the way, one game that I think you might really enjoy unless you've tried it before is Cards Against Humanity. Yes, I do enjoy that. My wife is pretty good at it, too. It, it definitely embraces some of my sick parts of my humor. It's okay. I yeah, that you will that you will never see come out on stream. I have plenty of quote unquote sick parts of me. It's okay. There's a game coming out tomorrow. Well, it's Chernobyl. It's a mix of science fiction, survival, horror. They called it Chernobyl. Or Chernobylite, something like that. Which reminds me, actually, I did just get another game that has very similar characteristics. I think it was called um, Metro Exodus or something. <sighs> Chernobyl was a place, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a massive nuclear site that melted down. Exactly. So the fact that they're naming it to that is kind of disappointing. But, oh well. <laughs> Oh, man. I think we should all play Cards Against Humanity together, by the way. 
Yeah, we should definitely get a bunch of us together and play it because it's a lot of fun. And you know, that could even be something that we even do on a podcast too. Is it because if everyone reads it out loud, like the question, and then what they'll do, it definitely would give you a more <laughs> risque podcast. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> Although some things on there might not be the best thing to say. No. I mean, I've, I've seen some things that was quite interesting about um, Cards Against Humanity with um, Disney and Sexual Window Windows. Mm. <laughs> Fun. So do you have any more questions for me that might have occurred to you at all or not really. As I said, I only have really like five main questions. So, if you ever come up with any more, feel free to ask me on stream, and I'll come up with more than happy to answer. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, we are over our limit or our usual limit. So if you want to end now, we can. It's got still got time. I mean, now do you play games at all anymore? Pardon? Do you play games at all anymore? Oh yeah, I still play a bunch of games. Have you actually ever touched the Mass Effect series yourself? Uh, no. Do you, when you play a game, okay, here's a question. When you play a game, what are you primarily looking for? Story, experience, looking for something quick, simple action, or you want something a little bit deeper? A bit of everything, to be honest. Because if you have the patience, I would recommend you try Mass Effect. The first game plays very much differently from the from the second and third, combat wise. The story it's very story rich. Every choice you make honestly matters. You might have played several games where you have, ooh, excuse me, where you've had to play games where you have a bunch of companions, right? And the choices you make can influence your impact with them. They get friendly or less, kind of like Nice the Old Republic. So, kind of like Until Dawn. Dawn. Until Dawn. The one oh, with the Wendigo. Say, say that again? The one with the Wendigo. I don't know. I know what Wendigo is, but I don't know what Until Dawn is the game. You never heard like of Until Dawn? Huh. No, I have um, Far Cry, New Dawn. <laughs> no, Until Dawn is the name of a game which which uh, I believe is one of the first introductions of the butterfly effect in games. Where oh, one thing will lead to the next and certain things later on. Oh, interesting. Well, here's one interesting thing with Mass Effect. You're saved. Once you finish the first game, your save can be imported to the second game and then the second to the third game. Every decision that you make in, from the first two games carry over to the third game, too. Huh. So you... And there are romance options in the game, so you can have your little fun time with one of your companions, or even not, if you choose not to. And... But if you want a good story, I would definitely give it a try. Because it is a good story. That being said, the new game, if you decide to play that at all, do not compare it to the original three. It is not meant to be a sequel. It is completely different. I'll compare. But it is. 
but it is still good. The major disappointment about that one is, is apparently, well, you technically don't actually finish the game. You finish your base storyline, but a lot of main questions that you're searching for in the game that you never get answered are answered in a novel. Huh. The game actually came out with a book afterwards to give you finalization. Which, ironically, speaking of books, have, have you you've probably played the Halo series, right? Uh, I didn't actually. I've seen a lot of it, but I haven't actually played it. Well, here's the thing: is I actually read the Halo novels first. There were novels. Yep, and there's one that is actually based around the first game, huh. with basically everything that's going on. And I read that first. And that gave me an extra suspension fact, a suspense factor when I was playing the game the first time. Because as I'm, things are happening, I'm realizing, a minute, this seems familiar. And then the thing shit just hits the fan. You're like, oh fuck me, I need to run now. Because Halo definitely has one of the most unforgiving enemies in any game. But that would be the Flood. And it holds very true to its name. And it's it's very interesting the way how much like almost all the games so far that I understand in the basic Halo universe is here, you fight Covenant. Covenant fights you. Surprise! There's a third enemy. There's so many games like that out there. Where there's like Whammo, there's a third party. Do you fight together against them, or do you have a three-way war? Both. <laughs> I see. What else you had like? Uh, what was it? Not Bloodborne. It was. Uh, was it Bloodborne? I don't know. Yeah, but I've heard that one's a good game. Either way, whatever. I know there's a bunch of games like that where your complete enemy is team you up with you for a few fights and then just tries to kill you afterwards. I think that also happens in Halo 2 where you actually ally up with the Covenant. I think as the series progresses, you actually end up being allies with the Covenant. Which is interesting. Which is another reason why I'm so excited to see this back the Halo series coming to computer in its entirety so I can finally finish the story. Once you never be able to get it, it's like it's been cancelled completely. <laughs> Dude, I will be so pissed. And I think justly so. I think unjustly. I think you should just give up on it completely. You know, one game really, and actually two games that really annoyed me. You know how like it, when you watch a game trailer, you get psyched up for it, you really... Love the way it lets you down completely. Yeah, and, and you want to play it, but then it it shows that it's on a console you don't have. <laughs> yeah, there were two primary games that happened with one, Horizon Zero Dawn. That is a PlayStation Four exclusive, ladies and gentlemen, and you can't play it on anything else. That annoyed me. The other one which a lot of people are a little annoyed that I haven't played, is 
the first Destiny. Oh, I put the demo of that. It's not as good as you think. What was that? It's not as good as it looks. I'll tell you that right now. That's what somebody was telling me. Because when when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this looks cool. The dynamic lighting, the weather. And some of my other friends at work was actually telling me how it, it was supposed to be this grand open world. That's what it was advertised as. Nope. Not at all. It's, it's not. That's really not. And But at least for the story plot, apparently I missed so much story. And I'm catching bits and pieces of it in Destiny 2. Which I'm, people are telling me I would have a lot more backstory with if I actually played the first game. I tell them. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm not missing any story. Yeah, it's like I've seen Destiny Two and Destiny One. They don't have too good of stories together. Uh, I mean, it has a decent story, but the way you find it and the way it's portrayed aren't exactly the best. Very true. I mean, I, if you've been watching, you've, you've been watching me doing the most recent one, the Shadow Keep. That one definitely has a lot more of the creep factor in this story. I don't know if you watched me playing it the other night, or we actually were in deep, dark areas. That was freaking creeping me out. But there was, uh, I'm noticing with some of the story plot, is it is background story. Little things that are mentioned earlier on, they don't really pay much attention to. But then later, Look, here it is again. Notice me. Did you forget your phone was asleep again? No, I'm still here. Oh. I just stopped talking because it got really quiet. I was like, I'm sorry, I was rambling. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Although it is like a lot earlier for you than it is for me, it's eight thirty-three for me right now. So it's eight thirty. It's five thirty-three for me. Yeah, exactly. You're three hours behind me. Yeah, it's, and see that's the thing with me with Mage and myself. Uh, Mage is three hours ahead of me. So whenever we do our streams, um, I'm coordinating off his time. I mean, <laughs> when I play tomorrow, my wife, well, my wife works at nine, so she'll be leaving around eight tomorrow morning. So I will probably be playing around nine a.m. So around noon your time, I'll probably play tomorrow. I'm probably going to get in at least eight hours between nine a.m. and eight p.m. I'm going to get probably at least get about eight hours in, and possibly the same for Thursday as well. Only taking breaks off and probably do dishes, laundry, and not pack a box or two because we just moved. Which, speaking of um, stream stuff, um, you know how some streamers have their own uh, setups and everything? Like their own recording studios? Kind of. Sometimes, like the bigger streamers usually have like a nice setup or whatever. Me, I finally, finally got a green screen. And I'm hoping to start playing around with that. It is my hope. What do you mean, finally? You've had it for a while now. I've only had this green screen since I moved into this new house, which has been about three or four months. And I've been streaming for almost two years now. 
So in comparison to how long I've been streaming and doing YouTube for several years before that, having a green screen only now in the past couple months is big for me. I am hoping to eventually convert the hobby garage we have into a full-blown custom paint, custom desk, everything, streaming studio. But that's going to take time, and i got to save some money for that. That's going to take time. I don't want to spend it. Well, because the thing is, the room I want to put it in, i got to put a hole in the wall first, because the only way to act the hobby garage is from the garage door. They built this thing onto the house. It's, it's a nice modern style house. It's part of the roof and everything. There's no way to access that garage from inside the house. Ouch. So I'm going to build a doorway into it and with a landing and everything, some nice shelves to put all of our games and everything on them nicely. I'm thinking about doing kind of like a shop tile floor almost like all like a black laminate if I can find a way put my gaming design on the floor something and then do like a um, black and red almost circuit board design across the uh, desk and then up the walls and areas and then have one entire one entire wall not just like a little five by five area an entire wall of green screen so I can start doing bigger things Hopes and dreams. That that's like around the several thousand followers area. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I'm out of time. Ah, well, thank you for this. This was a lot of fun. Um, can I? People don't realize how fun interviews actually are. If you ever want to do something like a skin follow up, or even just talk about a good topic again in the future, I'm down. Yeah. And maybe I'll maybe if you ever have time I'll bring you in one of mine because I think I'll start doing this thanks to you bring this to my attention. I might try doing this on some of my um drives to and from work, just set it up and talk while I drive. Of course my topics probably will be more about like modern day safety and occasionally video game stuff because I am very adamant about driving safety although a lot of my friends make a lot of fun of me about it but that's because they haven't lost people to traffic accidents yeah yeah I know that feeling well assassin thank you very much man you're an awesome guy you know that yes thank you as well for coming on and thank you everybody for listening to this I appreciate all of you and remember to go check out Jonix on Twitch Twitter, Facebook, I think. I don't know. Uh, basically, whatever you can find him on, search him up. Find him. Stalk him, I guess. I don't know. Actually, forget that last bit. <laughs> but he's a real cool guy. I recommend him to everybody. Thank you all for tuning in, and thank you, Joe, for coming on. My pleasure, and I'll see you next time, man. Stay awesome, kids. <laughs>